0: I'm just looking at Tom's pictures that he's posted. His captions, they just make me think of, like, everybody's aunt that's learning how to use Facebook. Because not only has he posted, like, 200 pictures, that's that's literal. I'm not saying that to be exaggerating. He has posted 200 pictures. The captions are just, in Philadelphia, bed, apartment, 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 street, Sheffield Street. Street. They're not, they're not inspiring.
1: Hello and welcome to Stiff Up a Lip, the NFL podcast by Brit, with me, Ed Wilkins.
0: Me, Emma Hebron.
2: Me, Sam Wong, And me, Tom Chappell.
0: Excellent.
2: Lovely.
1: First of all, I think some a small congratulations are in order. Uh, do a bit of patting ourselves on the back here. Hundred listeners this month.
0: Yeah. Thank you, everybody.
1: Thank you, sincerely to each and every one of you.
0: Um. So do you want to start with?
1: I think we need to start with the games, but we'll we can do a fairly brief rundown.
0: We always say that it's never achieved, well, although there are only two of us. We we'll, we'll, we get to say some like wildly inaccurate things, and Tom can just pull his hair out when he listens later.
1: That sounds fun. Because <laughs> his we... illustrious mane. <laughs>
0: uh, first up, because we didn't cover it last time, because of when we recorded the last podcast, which means I get two joyous moments this this episode. First, <laughs> Redskins fifteen, Bears thirty-one.
1: So that's a week three game.
0: Yep, that's the last of the week three games we didn't cover, and I was the only person that thought that the Bears would win. You didn't think that the Bears would get more than one touchdown.
1: It was three passing touchdowns and a pick six.
0: We needed Mitch to s- and the offense to step up, and they did. Uh, we got over thirty points on the board, and we kept the Redskins to fifteen. So
1: there are honestly I'm there happy. are so many there are so many eggs on my face. This podcast, that I'm struggling to keep count. <laughs>
0: Well, it's not just you. Like, I mean, Tom was a big shitter on. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like when we recorded the previous episode, before we had the Redskins game, I wouldn't have thought we'd get that many points. No, I wouldn't have thought we were a 30 point team. But I did have more faith than you guys that we would. We were a multiple touchdown team. And that's, that's happened.
1: Yeah, it was a very was a dominant performance against a really, really underwhelming Redskins team
0: well only the patriots have allowed fewer points per game than the bears and they've played like the dolphins and they've played a lot worse teams than we have played so personally they're the best defense in the nfl top defense i think we proved it but we'll come on to that um so next (laughs) up (laughs) save the tears i will get your violin out later next up packers 27 eagles 34 (laughs) <laughs> In another one where I was the only one that thought the Eagles would win, the Eagles won.
1: Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm ecstatic about the result. Yeah. Because
0: you don't like the Packers and neither do I, but...
1: But more more than just not liking the Packers, I thought they'd been getting so much praise for, relative to what they were doing, I thought it was infuriating. So I'm very, very glad to see they lost. Uh, the nature of the loss as well. It was a well, close the, a close the, game.
0: The Eagles rush... Beat the Packers' defense
1: because mm-hmm. that's the thing. the The Packers' defense likes to have sort of like five or six DBs on the field, which is great while you're while you're leading. But whilst the opposition is rushing on you, that leaves only sort of like four players in the box. Yeah. So it's, it's dangerous when you do that against a Russian team like the like the Eagles, and they made them pay.
0: Well, and you're going to be pleased with what I'm about to say. Cause I'm a... So he had two turnovers at really key moments of the game. He almost threw a pick six he he just didn't deliver. They had so many moments where at the 5-yard line, that close and he just couldn't he just couldn't bring it home. And I just don't think that if you have a quarterback, the veteran, the the guy that the new guys look up to, I don't feel like that should happen.
1: Yeah. He,
0: he had some beautiful moments. He threw a 58-yarder to Adams and he did create a touchdown drive at the end of the first half out of like out of nothing. But those other moments just weren't that promising
1: this is the sort of uh, the packers offense that we now it's 2019 it's four games it's sort of consistently inconsistent in terms of their ability to march up the pitch one drive and then just completely stall out the next drive
0: yeah but not just to shit on the packers the eagles did well yeah good game
1: yeah.
0: um uh, jordan howard recorded uh his second career three touchdown game and they picked off Rogers late past.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, picked it off in the end zone. Uh,
0: with 25 seconds left. Craig James picked off a quick slant into the end zone, and then that was it. There's a... Game-winning play.
1: Game-winning play. Game-winning play from a guy who was on the practice squad uh, earlier that week, so... Yeah. The Eagles are riding their luck, though, in with DBs. I mean, at the start of the week, they only had two active DBs. No, sorry. At the end of the game, they only had two active DBs. And one of them is is Craig James, who's a practice squad player. I mean, as good as as well as he played at the end there, they're going to have to sort of reload on that secondary. Um, mm. Jalen Ramsey, to me, seems like an obvious target. Uh, certainly, it's he'd be an upgrade over everyone they've got there. Time will tell. There is one play that I would just like to discuss in this this game before we move on. Okay. The uh, helmet-to-helmet contact by Derek Barnett—it's awful. Have you seen it, Emma?
0: I don't think so. Jamal Williams. <sighs> yeah, just but... make
1: sure you've got a strong stomach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Do you remember? Do you stomach? remember the
1: sort of the one I was telling you about—the Paxton Lynch one?
0: Ooh. what are you doing? Bloody hell!
1: A uh, helmet-to-helmet hit on a defenceless player.
0: You can tell also how nervous the players were because they're like running off, cut like beckoning for. Back in the trainers straight come. away.
1: It's a it's a brutal contact, and honestly, there's, there's no place for a play like that in the modern game. And it's it's a sad indictment of the game when he's not ejected for a play like that. There's a flag, but no ejection. No, which is insanity. And the crazy part is he yeah, stays. He
0: deserves in... dis- suspension for that. I mean, the guy was taken off on a stretcher. Um. Okay. Giants 24, Redskins 3.
1: That's the second week in a row where the Redskins have scored three.
0: Yeah, so I thought the Redskins would win this. You guys all predicted correct with the Giants.
1: Mhm. Wayne Gorman going for a score and a half with a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. The score line flatters the Giants. Uh, the Redskins were not good and play like a team that's 0-4. I can see them being 3-13, and 4-12. Mm. and, 4 and 12. Yeah. That kind of team, they don't look like they have any recognisable playmakers on defence which is a problem. Players like Josh Norman and Landon Collins aren't playing to their best of their abilities. It's hard to see where the wins are going to come from for a team like the Redskins when you consider that they have to play you know, high high caliber teams throughout their division and indeed with their games that they play elsewhere I'm struggling to understand how long they can go like this before J- uh, Jay Gruden loses his job Yeah It's never nice to see, to talk about anyone losing the job but if there's a, if there's a coach right now who the, the report that he might be fired is it could be imminent, quite frankly I
0: don't know, I would vote Falcons, Dan Quinn
1: You think? Yeah, the... like
0: losing big and often
1: The Redskins haven't played a game where they've conceded fewer than 21 points yet.
0: Yeah. But I just think everybody expects more from the Falcons, quite rightly.
1: Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be something of a rebuilding year in Washington, but um, Haskins clearly isn't ready for prime time. I mean, he made that clear with his very, very sort of nervy start in his first game, yeah. which is strange when we've seen players like Gardner Minshew come in and revolutionise the team. It seems strange that a man picked fifteenth overall can't do that when you consider what he did in the college game. So- well,
0: that's the thing; like they were sort of saying, "Oh, I don't know, you know, maybe he wasn't ready." I'm like, but why is he not ready? Mm-hmm. He he was coaching. amazing at college. He's the fifteenth round pick. We're in week four of the NFL. He had all of training, all of preseason. You could quite justifiably be a bit pissed off if you're a Redskins fan. Why on earth wouldn't he be ready?
1: Mm-hmm. It's what have as, you been doing? It's not <laughs> as if it's not as if the the Redskins offense is. It's not like a, an enormous sort of like Bears style playbook or like Andy Reid offense in in Kansas. It's a very sedate and quiet offense. It's not a college offense. It's very much a pro style offense. But by that same token, it's not a complicated offense. It's just designed to get six yards every time. It's not a. It's not a complicated playbook. And it's a strange thing that the player of such high pedigree is not.
0: Well, the Giants have three sacks forced a turnover um, on the game's first possession because a rookie linebacker, Connolly, intercepted a Case Keenan pass. Wow. But it's the first time that the Giants haven't allowed an opponent to score a touchdown since 2017. So th- good for them.
1: Good for them. And it's a bad time for the Vikings to be coming town. For the Vikings, because the Giants are sort of lifted by the past two wins.
0: Well, and Washington only got 176 offensive yards which is the fewest that the Giants have allowed since they played the Vikings on December 13th, 2010.
1: Uh, my birthday.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there could be a repeat if there, that's their current form.
1: There could be a repeat, but equally you think that the last two defences that the um the Giants have played were the Buccaneers and the Redskins, who've both allowed over 100 points in the last four games.
0: But the Buccaneers can do that when it's Buccaneers 55... Rams 40.
1: (laughs) What a game. You can Um, allow
0: 40 if you make 55.
1: (laughs) Yep. uh, A 95 point game.
0: That's a big hitter.
1: In, In a league where teams are struggling to score three or more touchdowns, a game that had 90 points... Is.
0: a game where you were the only one of us to predict the Buccaneers which isn't really <laughs> as surprising that we didn't but oh, impressive you did that was a
1: ballsy move from me I'm taking all of the credit um, <laughs> I feel
0: like it was a move made primarily just to say something stupid and make us all feel irate it's just like happily paid off for you and now you can act smug like you were doing yeah. it out oh, of and I saw
1: it coming But you were doing again, it
0: from an analytical perspective
1: but the thing is the points were there like I have been critical of the Rams defence and their ability to respond well in in situations with teams that play an incredibly high sort of ratio of air attack game I mean they were torched in this game and if you remember last season they were torched by the Chiefs and the Vikings that is a defense that if you stifle the pass rush they do not respond well to sort of passes over the top and I think that they fell fell afoul of that to a Buccaneers team where Jameis Winston had one of the games of his career
0: uh, Jared Goff threw the ball 68 times
1: 68 times. That's that's actually more pass attempts than the Vikings have had all season.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, also, <laughs> Nadamu Kong Su had his fumble recovery for a touchdown for the Buccaneers and he almost hit 19 miles per hour when he was running for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Damukong Su, si, the, the sort of defensive tackle and yeah. the player who was an ex-Ram.
0: Yeah, he uh, he also hit Goff twice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Jared Goff
0: didn't look good.
1: Jared Goff looked dreadful.
0: Well, well, he didn't look dreadful. Like He had 517 passing yards. It was just, it was so high scoring and he fumbled it so many times that then it just meant that then the buccaneers could also score loads of points yeah yeah.
1: which they did (laughs) the the coaches of old kind of yesteryear got it right when they said that they you have to look after the ball in all phases goff is a good quarterback with the ball in his hands and control of the game yeah the the play design for the rams with all of these sort of like bootlegs and a lot of this play action means that if you are caught by a pass rusher you're on the turn you're not it's not like a straight drop back so you're more likely to twist and the ball come out that way so whilst it can be a very sort of potent attack in style to go through that you do also run the risk of like a a higher number of fumbles uh
0: lions 30 chiefs 34 (laughs) now the lions didn't win here but i think that they've shown that they need to be taken seriously Because they were toe-to-toe with arguably the best offense in the NFL for most of this game.
1: I don't think we can even argue it at this stage. They are the best offense. I mean, Pat Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown this game. The best teams in any any sort of sport, in any competition, find a way to win when they're not at their best. The Chiefs were absolutely not at their best yesterday, but they absolutely found a way to win against a Lions team that (laughs) played really well.
0: But that's... It's just to think that the Detroit Lions went against the best team in the NFL, best at least second, and they came that close they held their own that well like there's a lot of teams that i think before this game people would have put above the lions and people have said that their other wins were flukes or just because they weren't playing that good a competition but credit where credit's due now you've got to give them the respect because there's not that many teams in the nfl right now that could do that
1: they've earned my respect absolutely
0: yeah um so we all got lions and chiefs correct but i don't think we got it in the manner of victory in the of manner course. of victory now next up falcons 10 titans 24 tom and sam were wrong and me and you were right because we picked the titans
1: M-hmm least falcons look shy. just can't get anything going and i don't know what's going wrong for the falcons because you look at that team and you think well there are some playmakers there they've got Julio Jones they've got Matt Ryan DeVonta Freeman
0: they were at home
1: they've got enough players to beat the Titans and they just weren't able to it's a damning indictment of the level of play from Atlanta because I think that's what it is i don't players just aren't playing to their abilities and i'm not sure why it's a dangerous thing and they need to stop the rock quickly otherwise they're gonna be out. Like when when you look at the teams in their division and you look at the fact that the Saints won, look at the fact that the Panthers won, you look at the fact that the Buccaneers won, and you look at the fact that the Falcons are now one and three.
0: Yeah, that's
1: a worrisome place to be.
0: Mariota threw three touchdown passes in the first half, two to AJ Brown, and the Titans' defense had three fourth down stops the the huge first half and then just holding it there and just shutting them down at every turn is what what made it for them yeah yeah they own i mean the falcons only got a field goal in the first half and they just didn't they just couldn't get drives to the end even though like matt ryan passed for 397 yards
1: doesn't sound like it's matt ryan's fault does it no. whereas it has been matt ryan's fault up to now with sort of bad picks and that sort of thing yeah did he have a clean game this time because i don't know that stuff has he th- did uh, there any interceptions?
0: zero interceptions zero fumbles
1: that's good it's crisis time it's crisis time in atlanta they need to take a long hard look at themselves
0: well this is why i think that dan quinn might be on the way out
1: i think you might be right he's absolutely on the hot seat
0: now this was a game none of us picked correctly Ravens twenty five, Browns forty.
1: Uh, Nick Chubb, yeah, is the the, the man uh, a hat trick? Three three TDs. One uh, went for eighty eight yards. Just generally played very well. Yeah. Again, Mayfield sort of.
0: Did you know he uh, Nick Chubb got? The, you know how I said Bucks got 19 miles an hour? Nick Chubb has recorded the fastest speed of any NFL player on a touchdown this season. With what? 22 miles per hour.
1: 22 miles per hour, that's not bad. Yeah.
0: And it was in this game, he exploded out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he had an amazing game.
0: 88 yard touchdown.
1: That's the one. It's reminiscent of why the Browns were effective last season, where they, they had a more balanced attack rather than sort of Mayfield trying to do like. Everything himself, like Rogers style, just relying on the run game, just knowing the fact that you've got two good receivers in Juice and OBJ. I mean, OBJ was marked out of the game. I think he had two receptions for 20 yards, but Jarvis Landry had 187 yards. So,
0: but Lamar Jackson was really unhappy that they lost and lost by so many. I mean, he was 24 for 34 with 20, 247 passing yards and he had three touchdown passes, but he threw two interceptions and he was sacked four times.
1: I mean the the Browns pass rush is is dominant, and I think that was that was the key factor in this win was the fact that they were able to get pressure on Lamar Jackson often and early and forced him either to run for short yardage or to make mistakes such as interceptions and sacks. They're, they look a dangerous unit when they're all firing.
0: Colts twenty four, Raiders thirty one.
1: It was the battle of the Dink and Dunk quarterbacks, as sort of Derek Carr and Jacoby Brissett traded sort of five yard passes <laughs> up and down the field. But um John Gruden's gotta be happy. I think both teams come out of this looking a little bit exposed. I think that the Colts come out as looking a little bit sort of like their frailties were laid bare by a team that aren't good. The Raiders aren't good and probably don't deserve to be a two and two team. The Colts I think we even with Jacoby Brissett we thought they'd be better.
0: Yeah. They're playing the Chiefs next week so it doesn't bode that well for that. <sighs> yeah. Um is perfect. Oh. His barbaric hit on Jack Doyle that got him ejected from the game. I mean, I don't know if any if you guys have seen it, but if you do watch it, you can literally see him lower his helmet on purpose and run straight into Doyle's helmet. He's been a dirty player for a long time. I mean, literally last week he was randomly punching people after <laughs> the plays have finished. Yeah,
1: I wasn't called about that.
0: The the Bengals had enough but then the Raiders decided, "Oh no, we'll we'll reward this behavior. Let's bring and in
1: some veteran leadership, pay
0: him the big bucks, and now he's violent as ever. I mean, he's it's it's dangerous. He's not even trying to tackle people; he's just actively looking to hurt them. And if he carries on, he's going to start ending people's careers.
1: Of his ten career games, that he's missed, six of them have been through disciplinary issues involving sort of violent conduct.
0: I think the NFL should just they need to give him a long term ban." Mm -hmm. Because it's when that's how many times you've been disciplined, it's clearly not getting through to you anymore.
1: Problem is that poisonous mushrooms don't change their spots. I mean, he is a poison.
0: But at least then he wouldn't be playing.
1: That's mm-hmm, true. The game just has no place for pugilism. The game, no. even even at its most sort of combative, the game is still about finesse. And well, there's no and there's no finesse to headbutting someone into a concussion.
0: No, when you start playing football, you know that you you sign up to get injured because it's. 50 some odd men running around bashing into each other (laughs) running
1: into each other and
0: tackling people to the floor but there's there's an intention behind that the intention is in line with the game and it's done in the safest way possible hence these new no helmet helmet contact rules to actively go against that and to hit someone who is defenseless and is already being held by another player i mean barbaric is the word
1: but also, that, I mean, the, the other message as well is that the Raiders have a young side. To set that sort of a message to the players.
0: Um, speaking of, um, Bills 10, Patriots 16. Similar thing again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Josh Allen, late helmet hit from Jonathan Jones. I will say that the intention is slightly less clear because where where Berfic visibly lowered his helmet with the intent to run at Jack Doyle Jonathan Jones sort of turned a bit. The NFL didn't eject him and they've said that him turning was key to that because they don't feel he was intentionally trying to hit Alan's head. I mean, it's difficult because when you put it in slow motion, it all looks brutal and it all looks intentional. And we don't play the game. In reality, it's like a split second. I can imagine trying to keep track of where everybody is and trying to move yourself quickly is quite difficult. But the head coach of the Bills, McDermott, said there's no room in football for that. He was he felt that uh, Jones should have been ejected.
1: I personally feel like he should have been ejected. I don't care if it's intentional or not. It's dangerous play. There are very few players, Vontae's Perfect decide who would go out to injure another player. But the truth of the matter is, if you injure a player, that should be an ejection. If I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest that there's any malice to this, because there may not have been. To me, it looked slightly more malicious than I think a lot of people have said. Like, you're right, it's a split-second decision. Equally, you're trained your entire life to that point, Mm -hmm. tackle correctly. It's no coincidence that it's on the quarterback. The point that I I guess I'm sort of beating around is that if this was on Brady, the league would be an outrage. Yeah. But because it's on a lesser player.
0: I mean, from the the game side, the Patriots are still undefeated, but they only scraped a win against the Bills. And the Bills are the best team they've played.
1: Well, the Bills' defence is the real deal. That's the first thing I think we should say, is that the Bills' defence...
0: It is the real deal, but it's not... I guess my argument is that the Bills' offence and all aren't a top 10 team. I would say that they're a top half team, but they're not a top 10 team. So the first team that the Patriots have played that are in the top half of the NFL rankings, but... They're not a top 10 team and the argument so far this season has been that the Patriots are 3-0 because they have played against teams that are in the bottom of the NFL and now they are 4-0 but only just, and if you're scraping wins against the Bills, how are you going to fare when you do meet top 10 teams, when you do play teams like the Chiefs?
1: Absolutely. Again, the Bills do have a better defence than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs... But offenses... there's
0: better defences out there on than the Bills.
1: Hmm. So only, I guess what I'm saying is if only you... Only handful.
0: Yeah, but they have to beat... If you're going to be the Super Bowl winner, you have to... You have to, to beat the good teams. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to beat the good teams. And the Bills defence was that good. The Patriots... Only scored sixteen. The Bills' offense is all right, but they still scored ten against the Patriots' defense. Mm-hmm. So, if you think that an, an offense like like the Chiefs should have no bother getting way more than that,
1: you're not you're not wrong. Time um, will tell. I think that based on this, though, it's becoming clear that it's it's almost it's pretty much a two horse race now in the AFC. It's pretty much Chiefs or Patriots.
0: <laughs> uh, for our predictions, which I realize I missed, um, Colts Raiders. We all predicted wrong because we all thought the Colts would win uh, Bills Patriots, I was the only one to get it right, because everybody else thought the Bills.
1: Yeah, I think, again, I think more through hope than... You said it. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, you capitalised. Patriots, eh?
2: Are you an American sports fan? Are you in the need for new jerseys? Are you based in the UK? Well, we've got the perfect place for you. Try out the One Stop Jersey Shop at http colon forward slash forward slash <laughs> uk forward slash. They have all of your jersey needs. And no uh, new jersey needs. <laughs> Potentially the New Jersey Red Devils and New Jersey Jets and Giants because neither of them play in New York. Okay, Texans
0: 10, Panthers 16. Same score, different teams.
1: Christian McCaffrey's really good. It turns out. <laughs> I don't know why we're all surprised. Uh, Christian McCaffrey now leads the league in rushing yards.
0: He does. We'll come on to why later.
1: <laughs> um, he basically strapped the team to his back, and he he played a blinder.
0: Yeah, he did. I mean, and it was it was a slog. It wasn't an easy ride for him. He really worked hard. He had a career high of thirty-seven touches.
1: And this is a player who played 95% of the snaps for Carolina last season.
0: Yeah, he was battered. (laughs) I mean, oh, but he turned. Every single one of those touches into 179 of Carolina's 297 total yards. Mm-hmm. It's
1: more than half. I mean, yeah,
0: he got 27 rushes for 93 yards and 10 catches for 87, 86 yards.
1: People who tell me that they don't believe with me, they don't agree with me when I say Christian McCaffrey is one of the best players in the NFL right now. Let's let's show him that stat line.
0: I mean, he's really good, but you feel for the guy because it's almost like well, nobody should have to work that hard. No. He- it's good that he can work that hard, but nobody should work that hard, earn that much, and get so little. Because if one guy on that team is getting 100, almost 180 yards, Carolina, the whole team, should be getting more than almost 300. Yeah. The rest of the combined team only got less than 120.
1: Mm-hmm. And we, we we should briefly talk about the Texans. Yeah. Uh, their O-line failed to protect Deshaun Watson again. Yeah, um, defensively they actually looked quite strong on a lot of a lot of occasions. I think the D line looked strong again.
0: The offense kind of imploded. Yeah,
1: because another player that I really liked, is Sean Watson, had a poor game. But the reason he had a poor game was because he was just constantly shut down by the sort of the pressure from the Texans.
0: Well, Carlos Sorry, the Hyde... pressure from the Panthers. Carlos Hyde rushed for fifty eight yards on twelve carries. And Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson, it's really hard to say.
1: Duke Johnson. Duke
0: jo- it's another Jammy Jodger. I can't say D's after J's. Why don't you
1: say Duke? Like, so Duke Johnson.
0: <laughs> D Johnson uh, had a 40-yard run and 56 yards on 60 carries and two receptions for 22 yards.
1: That isn't bad but production in the modern NFL. Deshaun
0: Watson was sacked six times.
1: It tells you what you need to know, that O-line is...
0: And he only, he was limited to 160 yards. You can say that he wasn't defended properly, but he also missed some real shots.
1: I think that when, Deshaun Watson was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last season.
3: Yeah. Oh. Defense like Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he scraped through playing the whole season. He uh, tore his ACL in his rookie's year. If I'm a Texan, I have to se- you have to seriously wonder at what point Deshaun Watson is going to turn around and say, "I don't want to play for a team who can't protect me." Yeah, like because he's online to be the most sacked quarterback again this season. Like, <laughs> and you. he's got the talent. He's an amazing player. Deshaun Watson is one of few players who makes special plays consistently. <laughs> like, I think we should do that. <laughs>
0: um dolphins 10 chargers
1: 30 as the dolphins move on
0: <laughs> i mean isn't that the smallest differential they were in four but they had i mean first game 10 59 so that's a like 49 point difference then next game forty three nothing, so forty three point difference. Next game thirty one six. This is ten thirty. This is their smallest differential to date. <laughs> Go yeah. dolphins. Let's hear it oh. for the boys. <laughs> God
1: give us a dolphin noise. Thank you. Love it.
0: Austin Eckler has 490 yards from scrimmage and six touchdowns after four games with the Chargers. Melvin Gordon hasn't topped those figures over a four-week span at any time during his first three seasons in the NFL. Yeah, that whole so, looking
1: pretty stupid now.
0: Yeah, I'm not... I don't think they need him. No. <laughs> they should just say, okay, whatever you want, mate, we're fine. We're good to continue just waiting.
1: It may, some, if for some reason, it makes sense to, to just let him go.
0: Yeah. So we all predicted Texans would win against the Panthers, so we were all wrong. Uh, But we all predicted the Chargers would beat the Dolphins, so go us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, in a game where uh, me and Sam were correct, Cardinals 10, Seahawks 27.
1: Realistically, looking back, this was a silly pick for me and Tom to pick the Cardinals.
0: It, the, was, it was, you were hopeful though, you yeah. had such hope. Well this is the thing,
1: I think we're all still interested to see how, how this Cardinals offense is going to play. It's a strange one when you consider that they played the majority of the snaps without a tight end in play. Yeah, and sometimes it works and they torture you over the top and sometimes five five o alignment sometimes
0: you think oh there's the a reason why everybody else plays with the tight end in play
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why <laughs> blocking tight ends are at a premium in this league yeah, yeah. against some teams it's going to work and against some teams it's just not yeah and against the Seahawks, it just did not work. Right. And the Seahawks, by the way, looked like a good team again.
0: Oh, they! It from the first quarter, it looked like they were in control. Um, the crazy thing is, though, they had almost identical passing totals. So yeah. Seattle threw for 225 yards on 28 attempts, and the Cardinals threw for 206 yards on 32 attempts.
1: That's the modern NFL, I mean...
0: They both rushed for 115 yards. Seattle on 27 carries, and Arizona on 23. So it's it just goes to show that stats aren't everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did make identical passes, but it's the timing, that it's when Seattle made them. They made, they made big plays count, and... That is exactly why they lost against the Saints, because they weren't able to do that. That's right. So it could be that they're growing and maybe we'll just continue to see them improve throughout the season.
1: The problem with relying on big plays, though, is that when you're when you're a team that isn't the Chiefs, sometimes the big plays don't come.
0: Mm. But Wilson completed 73% of his passes for this season with eight touchdowns and no interceptions.
1: Russell Wilson's having a, a, a good start and they're able to protect him better, which is definitely a positive.
0: Yeah. So next up in a game that we all predicted correctly, but just down to the wire, <laughs> Broncos twenty four, Jags twenty six.
1: Yeah, the um the biggest comeback win in uh, the franchise history, I think.
0: It was. I mean, Minshew mania is in full swing he i mean his playmaking did you see absolutely did you see him in the pocket he evaded three broncos defensive players in order to eventually find Raikel armstead for a seven yard touchdown but he held the ball in the pocket for 7.51 seconds which is the longest time to throw a touchdown pass this season i mean his calm and chill is evoked in his moustache.
1: It's like watching the dude from the Big Lebowski play quarterback.
0: Yeah. it's. I mean, he To watch him spin out and duck under three different defensive players. Mm-hmm. From um, a good defence.
1: Yes. And <laughs> although they've not showed it, this is a defence that has Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. and Von Miller on it. Von Miller, yeah. I thought sure. it was special. It looked like someone's controlling him with a joystick.
0: It was ridiculous. The defence of the Jags played well. But it was, I mean he finished 19 of 33 passing for 213 yards and he threw two touchdowns and no interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean it's I think it's I think the team just believe in him and you can just see it and he's exciting. He makes them think that they can keep going and he proved that right.
1: It's starting to get to the point now where people will wonder whether Nick Foles has a job to come back to.
0: Yeah, I would wonder that. And I like Nick Foles, but I would be wondering that.
1: Two of my favorite personalities in the NFL.
0: I mean, and we should we should also mention the final second field goal from Josh Lambo, thirty-three mm-hmm. yards. Yeah, excellent, not an easy feat. Um, and Leonard Fournette rushed for a career high two hundred and twenty-five yards. Incredibly mm. impressive.
1: We were, I mean, Tom and I were labeling Leonard Fournette a bust at the start of this season. So,
0: is this your apology?
1: It's not my apology. He was taken before Mahomes. He was taken before Christian McCaffrey, he was taken before Deshaun Watson.
0: Leonard Fournette? More like, Leonard, turn it up.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was quite possibly the worst joke we've had in 13 episodes.
0: <laughs> um, Next, Saints 12, Cowboys 10. We all guessed this incorrectly, because mm-hmm. I don't think any of us thought Teddy Bridgewater had it in him.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't anything to do with Teddy. No. <laughs> I, I love Teddy. He's a he's a great guy. But this was all about Alvin Kamara. Dak Prescott continues to regress. He had he was amazing at the start of the season, and now they are sort of regressing to the mean.
0: I mean, the Saints' defense was suffocating.
1: I don't know. I I don't see the Saints' defense as an elite outfit, and I know that I'm biased against the Saints.
0: I know that you don't like them. The Cowboys scored the only touchdown of the game with Elliot and. The Saints basically just got—they just have Will Lutz to thank for four field goals. Mm-hmm. That's how they won. So it wasn't—it wasn't a demolition. But
1: it's difficult to overlook Will Lutz as, as being a sort of pro bowl candidate, but without Drew Brees, that offence does just seem out of sync, and I'm I'm yeah. worried that it's Teddy, because Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are two of the very, very best players at their positions.
0: But they, they lent quite heavily on them. I mean, so Michael Thomas had nine catches for 95 yards, and Alvin Kamara had 69 yards rushing and 20 receiving, like which is positive, Um But But Dak Prescott finished 22 of 33 passes for 223 yards.
1: What's his... Did he throw any picks or anything like that?
0: He threw one interception. That's not too bad. We should say, uh, update, Vontaze Perfect has been suspended for the rest of the season. So that bigger punishment that we wanted, that bigger ban, rather than just continuing to punish him for individual games, we have now gotten it. So hopefully it will make a spot of difference... Feel like he should be Bastard of the Week.
1: Yeah, he's Bastard
2: of the...
0: Bastard of the Week. Vonta's Perfect, everyone. Yay! Let's give him a clap. Good
2: You're job. a knobhead.
0: What a cock.
2: Vonta's Perfect is a bastard.
1: <laughs> right, then, moving on.
0: So, deep breath, Edward. Bears 16, Vikings 6. Ugh. Normally what we do is, like, if either of our teams... If any of our teams play, the person whose team plays...
1: They really do take the reins.
0: This is the domestic, so we're just going to have to take it in turns. Who do do you want to go first?
1: Should we start by praising the Bears? It feels fair.
0: Okay, so the Bears looked really strong. We are technically second in the division, but we're only 0.5 behind the Packers, so we're in a really good position to enter the bye week in first place, which is a very exciting prospect. Kirk Cousins was sacked six times by the defence. Khalil Mack looked insane. He had an incredible strip sack on the first play of the third quarter where he was double teamed and he got a holding penalty, but he still fought his way through to assist on a sack. It was mental. He's a beast. Um, And I personally think that that was the turning point because although we'd look dominant the whole time and we'd shut you out completely, I think that was, that was sort of your chance to get some control back after the halftime and it was completely ripped away.
1: Mm-hmm, the first play of the second half, the strip sack.
0: Yeah, Um, which went on to be a field goal for the Bears. Watching
1: watching the Bears over and over, like, demolish the pocket. It was like watching a sort of a bonfire of childhood memories. Just it was like watching all of your favourite things burn down.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think what's really positive about it for me is that we didn't have Trubisky because he got injured early on in the first quarter. So we had Chase Daniels. We didn't have Akeem Hicks. We didn't have Roquan Smith. The Bears were still dominant, and I think we really showed our depth here because Hicks and Smith's replacements in Kwi- Kwiatkowski How do you say his name?
1: Quietowski.
0: Quietowski led the team with nine tackles. Robertson, Harris, and Williams combined for three and a half sacks. Chase Daniels, the replacement quarterback. Was sixteen and twenty-one passing with one hundred and thirty yards, thirty-eight yards, and a touchdown at halftime.
1: Chase Daniel was fine. Um...
0: I don't think he was just fine. I think he was good. He did exactly what he needed to do. And Trubisky's hopefully only going to be out for a week, so it's not like we need him for the whole season to like carry the team. No. And if, to be I'm... so as HaHa Ha Clinton Dix said, you put any of those guys on another team, and they're starters. Our backup is really strong because they are. The fact that our second, apparently second-rate guy has got three and a half sacks combined mm-hmm. is insane, and but- I'm so I feel so good that we've got that sort of Plan B, if you like. We've definitely showed that we've got the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to maintain a defense. Like if you can maintain an offense, you got you can keep your quarterback in check. That's but to maintain that good of a defense year on year through free agency and injury. I mean, we've somehow improved on what
1: was the best defence
0: the in, the in the NFL last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, um,
0: but also, final thing, uh, they asked Khalil Mack about the battle for the <laughs> NFC North and he said, a dog that poop fast, don't poop for long. Um, I He mean, elaborated that he means that you should, uh, that we always focus on the next game. and um, he, he doesn't dwell that much on the celebration of this one. He always looks forward. But uh, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah
1: um in response to that yeah it was kalumak was a beast yeah. uh kwiatkowski he looked amazing yeah he looked like he could be like a candidate for a starter next week whether Rokon smith comes back or not
4: <laughs> he was um, so good <laughs>
1: he was amazing he was stuffing the run i mean that was his that was his yeah. thing but he also got a sack on cousins which oh. it brings me on to a... uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> well
1: so let's talk about the positives for the vikings the defense was fine. Like the, you know what you're getting with the Vikings' defense. You're getting a defense that stops you on third down. You're getting a defense that harasses the passer and stops the run. That's what happened. It doesn't matter because we our offense wasn't able to put up anything.
0: Although, can we make can we talk about that very weird field goal now? I don't the... think
1: I don't think I have the words to express <laughs> that.
0: So basically, the Bears were in a position where they were 52 yards away from a field goal. Uh... Eddie Pinheiro has proven that he can make that, so I was a bit confused because he walked out like we were going to give him a shot, and then he returned because it was like we were going to do a punt. Then I think the Vikings got freaked out that we were going to fake the punt, so they called a timeout, which meant that Matt Nagy had more time to think about what he wanted to do, so we ended up not doing a punt and going for it on fourth, fourth and three, and making it, and then continuing on with the drive and ending up with a field goal. That was a confusing choice it it all. I mean, from the Vikings.
1: There was some stellar play on defence, but there wasn't a moment where the team wasn't getting in its own way. We held the ball yeah. for eleven minutes of the first half and then gave the ball up on the first player of the second half. We didn't we didn't do any of the the Mike Zimmer sort of tenets of controlling the ball. No. We looked like garbage in offense. I mean
0: But I think that like you were made to look like garbage i don't want to say the vikings looked shit because the vikings are shit i think that the vikings looked shit because the bears defense completely stifled them
1: Mm -hmm. but i mean you're you're not wrong you're not not, they
0: before before last night they were averaging 193.7 yards rushing and last night they got 40 yeah i mean cook dalvin cook Prior to last night, led the league in rushing yards, but against the Bears, he only got thirty-five yards, so now he's dropped to third place.
1: Yep, my issue is not with, with the offense as a whole. My issue is with the NFL's current captain checkdown, Kirk Cousins, a player who I who I like, <laughs> yeah, and a player who I have a lot of time for.
0: It kind of does look like what we've said in preseason. Not only have they spent eighty-one million dollars on him but they've spent other millions of dollars getting players specifically designed to protect him and essentially built the team around him. So it's kind of do or die.
1: And at the moment and he's last dying. night he died. Yeah.
0: We completely blocked your run game. But it basically was like you had no plan B.
1: No, we didn't anticipate needing that. But,
0: but you pro- should, why would you not anticipate? Because you, so our defense was this good last year, right? So you already knew a year ago. That this is what was you were going to be facing. If not with us, at least with other teams, you can't just rely on rushing. Like, look what happened when the Bears played the Packers, and we didn't have an evenly balanced rushing and passing split. No, even that took us to a shitter. Where if you're lent even more heavily on rushing, it's going to cause even more problems, like it did last night.
1: We don't, don't get me wrong. The, the The issues last night were fell on two sorts of things. They fell on Poor quarterback play from Cousins, and the O line was unable to protect him, which resulted in six sacks, two of them fumbles. It was it was frustrating yeah. as a Vikings fan. It was totally frustrating because it feels like we rarely got the ball, and when we did, we just gave it straight back.
0: And well, that's what the defense did. They frustrated you.
1: Yeah, they did, um, and it it was the defense more than it was the offense. But I'd be less upset with the result if I felt like those two key components, which have been the focus of the team for like donkey's years were able to play well and they didn't like right. they didn't play well in pass protection they didn't play well in run blocking the offense the line and it's like riley reef how how an nfl team in this day and age expects to compete with riley reef at less tackle is madness i we need to break the bank and get
0: a khalil get matt a- literally ducked underneath him to sack kirk
1: Precisely. This is... Riley Reef is undeniably the worst starting left tackle in the NFL right now. Like, there are players who are backups on other teams who are better left tackles. And
0: but I think that's it's, a, it's what... a
1: perfect storm. That's what we're talking yeah. about. It's the perfect storm of poor line play versus dominant play from the Chicago Bears front seven that resulted in a game that made me want to cry.
0: <laughs> it highlighted the flaws. Mm-hmm. One more thing to say. Adam Thielen is not happy. No. He... He seemed to take a slight jab at Cousins, saying, "At some point, you're not going to be able to run the ball for 180 yards, even with the best running back in the NFL. That's when you have to be able to throw the ball."
1: There's two. There's two elements at work here. Number one, he's saying that Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Number two, descent in the ranks.
1: He's certainly in that conversation. Number two, Adam Thielen. Was born in Minnesota. Adam Thielen is a lifelong Minnesota fan. He he is getting visibly frustrated. Diggs is getting visibly frustrated on the sidelines because they are two of the NFL's premier wide receivers. Two of fifteen of the highest paid sort of wide receivers in the NFL. Like this is, is getting to the point where I don't get me wrong. I love the reliance on the run game. But the problem with that is, when you're throwing dink and dunk checkdowns and little screens, I like to see it. I really, really like to see it. But, like, Cousins had an opportunity to throw a deep pass to Thielen. The pocket was great, and that all the time, Khalil Mack didn't get anywhere close, and he overthrew Thielen. And at a certain point, you've got to start making those connections.
0: Yeah. They had some. Yeah. There were some missed opportunities by Cousins, like that one that you described. Not a crazy amount, but.
1: No, the Bears didn't give away much, but what they did, we didn't take
0: yeah matt Nagy has really been hammering home that the team is a family he's they chant like three two one family he's been saying that's who we are we're family and i personally think it's working because it's making the guys believe in each other believe in themselves and step up for each other
1: Mm -hmm. there's there's an uncoachable element to the Bears' defense right now which is they are playing with a sort of spirit and togetherness
0: yeah like a brotherhood Mm -hmm. you know speaking about it not in terms of the game can we talk about the Bears' outfits? Holy shitballs, what a beautiful thing.
1: Oh, uh, I only hope they bring it out again.
0: They premiered their 1936 Inspire throwback kit... And they should wear it every single fucking game. It was gorgeous. I mean, probably the best part about it also is the story. Uh, So it's been created to reflect the uniform that was worn at a time in, well, really the dark period of the NFL where it was segregated, which means that the current Bears players who are people of colour are the first people of colour to ever wear it. Um, Also just to say, uh, we all except Ed got the Bears-Vikings game correct in our predictions. The Steelers and Bengals still hasn't happened yet. Um, But at the moment, Tom has five correct and nine wrong. You and Sam have six correct and eight wrong each, and I have eight correct and six wrong. Um, So me and Tom said Steelers, you and Sam said Bengals, but if I'm wrong and you two are right, you'd still just be one Behind me, so I have actually won the predictions this week, which I did not expect at any point.
1: Well done, ever. Emma. Um, I raise my glass to you.
0: Thank you. So yeah, so I'm two and one. You're one and two. Tom is two and one. Sam is not on three. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh, well, is it not on one? one,
0: and one two? Not on one for once he's been present. Not one and two. Not one and two. <laughs> my
2: table is is somewhat minuscule yeah. disappointing as well. you should campaign for a better table I'm going to start a campaign uh, from here on out Emma I want you to instead of one stop jersey shop I want you to cut <laughs> this in
3: I mean it's it's fine though
2: because the budget that you're going to save because I never do the podcast anymore we don't pay you do they not pay you?
3: Emma! <laughs>
0: So we've done all the games, but Tom is right now, as we speak, enjoying a tailgate, waiting for the game to start at Heinz Field. So we'll cut to him now, whatever it is he's able to give us. I don't know how long he's going to be able to tear himself away, and it's probably just going to be screaming, but...
1: Mm-hmm. We won't see much analysis.
0: Though, no, <laughs> no. But, uh, but we'll cut to that now. Go on, Tom. Uh, and now I'll hand over to our foreign correspondent at Heinz Field, Tom Chappell.
5: Well, I'm coming at you live from the Hinesfield tailgate party, and uh, I don't know if you can hear the music. It is it is popping already. It's only just opened, like it opened like 15 minutes ago. This is insane. I am having the best time right now. I've already had like a few dances with like a few like old Steelers fans. It's great, I love it. This is exactly what I want from UK Sports. Okay, so I'm here with, uh, what's your name? Greg Smith. What? Craig Smith. Nice to meet you, Craig Smith. Nice to meet Craig you, Smith is a Bengals fan, and we are currently live at the Hinesfield tailgate recording for Stiff Up a Web. Craig, what do you think the Bengals will do tonight?
4: I am hoping, first of all, they will finish the game. Second of all, I am hoping they will at least tie. Maybe, maybe win the game. You don't sound confident here, Craig. Well, both of our teams are not very good, just no, saying. So you know. I agree. We are playing in an away field with a whole lot of fans here that really do not like the Bengals, so it's going to be a tough competition. See,
5: this is one of the reasons why I came over here, Craig, because the Bengals game, I knew for a fact coming into it, you guys are like our big rivals for a reason that extends beyond competition. Like, having met you guys and, like, spoken to you all personally, I love it. But at the same time, I really hope that the Steelers win. Have you got any news to touch upon for that?
4: So, uh, first, sure an idiot. However, <laughs> the, uh, the competition has always been vicious. I mean, there have been so many fights in this game between the Bengals and the Pittsburgh, you can't count them. Well, uh, of course, you had Montez Perfect for a
5: while. He's now gone to the Raiders and is suspended because he's a dirty player.
4: He was always a dirty player for you guys. We were not all all, all that upset about him being all that dirty. But, you know, sometimes it looks dirty, yeah. and sometimes it is. So, you know what? Sometimes, I granted, he was dirty, Sometimes it wasn't necessarily all that dirty. Okay. Well, I appreciate the input. And I'm, I, I hope
5: that the Steelers win. But I hope you have a good time. And thank you very much for doing this interview. Uh,
4: and before we go, go Manchester United.
5: So I'm making my way up to the, my seat in Heinz Field for my first ever NFL game. And I have to say... Let's fucking go. We are about to get a W against the Bengals, and I believe in this Steeler Nation. Thank you ever so much to the people that have helped me throughout this entire tailgate experience. But let's go! So second play for our offense, and Deontay Johnson just fumbled it. That That is out before he gets down. The Bengals recover it. This is just about as poor of a start as it could have been. Let's go Steelers! Pittsburgh just had an offensive P.I. call by Johnny Holton. I mean, it wasn't a P.I., we've seen the replay, there was no P.I. there. Nothing in it whatsoever, no contact. And Mike Tomlin has chosen to challenge it, so let's see what happens. James Conner scores a touchdown. It is seven, it is six to three. Chris Boswell up for the kick. Bud Dupree makes the sack, and T.J. Watt recovers the fumble. It is steal a ball. My God, steal a football, and we get the ball back in a dangerous position. Bengals look like shit today. The Steelers are going to score again, surely. So at halftime, it is Steelers 10, Bengals 3. They've only kicked a field goal, and we're going to receive in the second half. So this is basically the Steelers game to lose at this point. Let's hope that they hold on. But damn. Wow. What a first half. So, I'm just stood here with Todd uh, in the, well, basically the gantry of the Steelers' Heinz Field after that first half. Todd, what do you think
3: so far? Well, I gotta tell you, it's always exciting to be in Heinz Field. The energy is just pumping. It's Monday night football. It's very exciting. And I it? tell you, we're a little nervous. The Steelers are 0 2. We go. 0-3. We owe three? Yeah, yeah. Not yet. No. We lost to San Francisco. Oh shit. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously we're a little nervous. Cincinnati hasn't won a game yet this year. It's time to turn it around. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the second half. What do you make so far to Mason Rudolph's performance? Gotta tell you two things. Number one, he's young. I don't know if they've opened up the playbook for him, okay? Yeah. A lot of running plays. I mean, look, this is old-school Steelers football. If they're going to run the football, keep it on the ground, do this, that, and the other thing, that's fine. But I think Mason Rudolph throws a beautiful ball. Nice arc. Let's, let's let him take a couple of shots downfield. I agree. Third question and yeah. final question. Sure. Are we going to win today? You know, when I woke up this morning... I knew the sun was gonna come up. Yeah. I looked out the windows. Holy shit, there's the sun. And I also knew the Steelers were gonna win. I appreciate that ever so much. Yeah. Thank you ever so
5: much. Thanks for being here. Mike Barron! Makes an interception for the Steelers. It's going to be a touchback. It is on the 20. The Steelers are 24-3 to up. It is a really bad throw from Andy Dolan. And let's go Steelers! Well, the Steelers are currently 24 up. Against the Bengals, 24-3. What a touchdown from Deontay Johnson off of Mason Rudolph. Let's go! Score is 27-3. Steelers currently controlling the game. Five minutes and 51 seconds left. Chris Boswell with a field goal there. This is dominant from the Steelers. And we look real fucking good right now. Rudolph is running this offense real well. My God, the Steelers look pretty good today. Two-minute warning. We've got our chance. But my God, here at Heinz Field, I am so glad to be witnessing what could be our first win. Thank you, and back to the studio. Wow, wasn't that enlightening, Tom? Thank you for that report.
0: (laughs) So good. Okay, so learnt so much. Um, <laughs> and
1: the sound quality was stellar
0: <laughs> Helmer Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need if you go onto their facebook group you can buy raffle tickets for 10 pounds to win autographed jerseys and helmets and for a limited time only anytime you enter a raffle you will be automatically entered into a raffle to win tickets to any of the nfl uk games so get on it now Uh, so tom has also uh recorded and phoned in his predictions for next week
2: so i'm having to do these from pittsburgh international airport because i forgot to do it while i was at the apartment and i've now checked out and i'm now in the airport so i'm gonna do them one at a time
0: so shall we do that
1: <laughs>
2: quick fire up. we're gonna go quick
0: okay uh Steelers bengal oh wait no we've already done that one
1: <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> that's happening now uh seahawks rams at seahawks seahawks seahawks
2: rams will win
0: Eagles Jets. Eagles. Eagles.
2: I think that the Eagles will win.
0: Panthers Jags. Panthers Jags. I'm going Jags. I'm going
1: Panthers.
2: I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars will win. I think that Minshew Magic is going to take hold once more.
0: Giants Vikings.
1: Vikings.
0: Vikings. I'll go for you. They
1: ain't got a prayer.
0: <laughs> what the Viking?
1: No, the, ja- the Giants. <laughs> I will put my
0: bet in right now. Neither of them are here and we've not heard their vote. I'm going to say that Tom and Sam are going to say Giants. I think they might. Uh, Which will hurt your soul.
2: (laughs) For the Vikings and Giants game, I think that the Vikings will win. I think that the Vikings will bounce back after their defeat against the Bears.
0: Texans-Falcons. I'm going Texans. Texans. Falcons are shit.
2: The Texans will win.
0: Saints-Bucks. Bucks. Come on.
1: You Be serious. Right. I am being serious. I'm riding the books. They've <laughs> I'm getting
0: <gonna> insane. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm all aboard the Jolly Roger for me.
0: Okay.
2: I think that the New Orleans Saints will win. I think that Alvin Kamara will have a big game. Uh the Buccaneers look good against the Rams, but I can't see them overturning uh the Saints. They tend to usually have a gay, a good game and then a bad game.
0: Uh Titans, Bills. Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Bills.
2: I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to win this one. Um, Again, bouncing back.
0: Bengals-Cardinals. I'm going Bengals.
1: (sighs) See, I'm going to shoot for the Cardinals on this one.
2: I actually think that this one will end up in a tie. Uh, I think that the Cardinals will get out to an early lead and then they will throw it away in the fourth quarter.
0: Redskins-Patriots. Patriots. Patriots.
2: Patriots. I'm obviously picking the Patriots.
0: Steelers-Ravens. He's not here, so we can be honest.
2: You know what? I'm rooting for you, Tom. Steelers.
0: What? What?
1: Changed my mind. The Steelers.
0: (laughs) Ravens. I live on planet Earth.
2: (laughs) I live on planet fun. (laughs) I unfortunately go with the Ravens. Um, The Steelers look good against the Bengals, but that probably could have ended up being more on the Bengals looking poor. Our defence looks good now, though, so maybe we will stop Lamar Jackson.
0: Uh, Raiders Bears, which we will actually be there for uh, the international series in London. Me mm-hmm. and Ed are going. We're so
1: rubbing shoulders with the hoity-toity is an elite.
0: So we'll be going. Uh, we will be our foreign correspondents in our not foreign land. Bears. Bears.
2: Woo! I think that the Bears will win. It's going to be played in London. So good luck with that one, Emma, and uh, enjoy the game, you too
0: I'm so excited. You have no idea. I mean, Mitch is out, which makes me really sad because I don't know when I'll be able to see him play again. But I am so freaking stoked. Chargers-Broncos. <laughs> Chargers.
2: Chargers will win. I can't see really much going in favour of the Broncos still. Draw. There's
0: <laughs> always one and it's always you.
1: There's got to be a draw, <laughs> Emma. There's got to be a draw this week. If um, I'll tell you what, if I get a draw, if this, if this match is a draw and I've successfully called it, You guys, there's going to be some weird... fair
0: enough, if it it is.
1: I'm going to make sure there's some sort of weird forfeit if I ever call a draw.
0: (laughs) Cowboys-Packers.
1: Cowboys. Packers.
0: Packers. I think that Rogers has got a good history of winning big games away from home.
1: I just can't see. I can't see around the Green Bay problems with the run defence compared to the Cowboys rushing attack.
2: I actually have my money on the Cowboys coming out with the victory there.
0: Chiefs-Colts.
1: Chiefs Chiefs. only an idiot would bet against the Chiefs in any game
0: (laughs) cut to Sam
2: (laughs) I'm going for the Chiefs because I've got the prediction to uphold and the Colts against the Raiders just did not look like they they knew what they were doing I mean the Lions almost beat the Chiefs but they still came back and won it they're still sitting four and now I can't I can't look past them
0: (laughs) 49ers Browns
2: I actually think that Cleveland will win this one again. Um, I think that the 49ers will absolutely harangue Baker Mayfield, but the 49ers don't look like a team that look comfortable. I mean, in their week three game against us, they only really won because of our poor offence. So that's pretty much what I think will happen in that week. And that's all of my predictions. I'm going to go catch a plane.
1: The Browns, I think they're going to make the 49ers look very, very ordinary after a bye week.
0: Uh, well, and this by uh, upcoming bye week is Dolphins Lions, so somebody else will have to be bottom of the pile because the Dolphins are not playing. At least I don't for... think
1: anyone will mourn that the Dolphins aren't playing.
0: <laughs> not even Dolphins fans. I think they'll be glad for the break.
1: Yeah, I feel sorry for Miami uh, Miami Dolphins fans who, after this early bye week, have to suffer through eleven gate <laughs> eleven weeks of their team just getting panned <laughs> consecutively and successfully.
0: We'll give you other half of tea in a second, you just got to be patient.
1: Um the cat gets fed in two halves now because otherwise she's too greedy and wolves the <laughs> tea and then throws it back up.
0: We have to be that? very vigilant parents.
1: Yeah. Hello, it's me Tom. Uh you're wondering why I sound a bit different. Uh, it's because my <laughs> accent's the <are> northern stereotype. <laughs>
2: Uh. (laughs) bye then we're using that one (laughs) at least once we're using it (laughs)